A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajeem Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala accept our condolences on this very sad and sorrowful night as we commemorate the Shahada and the martyrdom of Amir Al-Mu'mineen Ali Ibn Abi Talib Today's the 21st day of the activity, the question for today. Listening to the story of Imam Ali's killing, give an example which shows the manifestation of Imam Ali's mercy or justice. So the question I'm asking as you're listening to the Masaib, which you already started listening the night before, the Masaib of Imam Ali on Laylat al-Darba, the night of the strike, we hear the events of what happened up until the Shahada. Question is, can you give a scenario or an instance in the story which shows the mercy and or justice of Amir al-Mu'min? And there could be more than one answer. So the answer that I will present is the mercy of Imam Ali salam to his own killer, Ibn Mujam, which he showed after he got struck, Amir al-Mu'min got struck and he was taken home. Uh, as he was wounded, they finally caught Ibn Muljam and they brought him to the door of Imam Ali salam. And, and um, at that time, so what did Imam Ali salam do when he when he saw his killer? He has done the deed, and he knew Imam, Imam Ali knew that his fate was it was going to be martyred and he was going to die from this strike. It was a fatal blow. So here he is and he has his killer at his door. And one can imagine, you know, any person in, in, in his place, any person, imagine yourself that someone has just struck you and you didn't die right away, but you know that this is it. It's just a matter of time, right? And they bring your killer right in front of you. How are you going to act and how are you going to react? What are you going to do at that point in time? You can't even imagine, are you going to pick up you know, a, a knife and kill him, most likely might, a lot of us would think that would be the way to do it. And we may have a right to do that because, you know, um, an eye for an eye, right? Um, we may, you know, inflict on him, uh, you know, torture and punishment at that time, slap him, punch him, do whatever that we can think that comes to our mind to try to take our revenge in those moments that we have the ability to do so before we actually leave this world, right? We, we can issue orders to whomever that guys do this and that to him and um, that's probably what, what could come to our mind. But check out Amir al-Mu'minin what is his behavior? And, and from that we can better understand why Amir al-Mu'minin is Amir al-Mu'minin. So instead he says, he says to Imam al-Hassan and those around him, he says, he must be thirsty. He points to, to Ibn Muljam and he says, he must be thirsty. Go and bring a cup of water to him. And at the, that point in time, they were already bringing to Imam Ali uh, you know, milk, which the Yatama, the, the, um, uh, the orphans were already bringing milk to Amir al-Mu'minin But he said, no, I won't take it. Give the drink, whatever that drink may be, be it water or milk, Give it to him first, then I will drink. And subhanAllah, this is a sense of generosity, mercy, patience, 
perseverance, hilm, clemency so much that you can bring out from these, from the action of Amir al-Mu'mineen that even his pillar, not only is he not going with an act of revenge to him right there and then, which he would be justfully, uh, um, just in doing, in doing so, but he's actually giving an action of compassion and, and doing ithar by saying he can give him drink. He's thinking about Ibn Murjam, how at that point in time he wants to be in a state of stress, in a state of nervousness. So he said, give him a cup of drink. And this is something we don't even see here when, when people across the world, you know, who are taken into prisons or taken into custody or taken or arrested, no one thinks of giving them a cup of drink or a cup of water or anything of that. But yet, this is the hilm and the clemency and the mercy of Amir al-Mu'minin And for that reason, tonight and these nights, we are in, in heavy grief and sorrow to this personality, this perfect character that you don't find existing anywhere. And that's why he is the Imam who is picked as the successor of Rasulullah. That's why Ali is is special in front of the eyes of Amir al-Mu'mineen Rasulullah says, Ya Ali, no one knows you well except me and Allah. And no one knows me well except you and Allah. And no one knows Allah and has the in-depth recognition and ma'rifat of Allah except me and you. And from these instances and mawaqaf, these scenarios, we come to realize who exactly is Imam Ali And then fast forward, when Imam Ali before he, he, uh, he passed away and was martyred, he was giving his will. And what was the will that he gave? Okay, considering that he had um, his own pillar under captivity, he said, if I die of this tab of his, kill him with one similar stroke. Okay, meaning if I die, if I don't die and I end up living, that's it. Imam Ali has the full right to judge and determine what will be his fate. And it may not be to kill Ibn Mulja. But he says, if I die of this stab, then kill him. Yes, kill him. And I, an eye for an eye, as uh, as Islam teaches, but with one similar stroke, meaning he killed me with one stroke, kill him with one similar stroke. Not a stroke that's more than what I got. Not 10 strokes. Not, you know, doing more to him than what he did to me. And then Amir Mu'minin says, do not mutilate him. Do not mutilate him. Don't kill him, say with one stroke, and then take him and cut him, cut his body into pieces, or do do you know cruel acts, which is not the way of Islam. It is not the way of Amir Mu'minin Then he said, "I have heard the Prophet peace be upon him say, mutilate not even a rabid dog. In other words, you know, even if you have a rabid dog, don't mutilate that rabid dog. Even if it, if you know, in other words." A fierce animal who is who is so dangerous and, and so out of out of uh, control, and you and you have to kill him. Okay, kill him, but don't mutilate him. It, almost as if Amir Mu'minin is is uh, giving, giving similarity that this Ibn Mujahid is is like a rabid dog or even worse. 
but do not mutilate him. And this is the teachings of Islam. And surely remembering stories like these and, and other stories of our Imams, Islam, for example, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the people who tried to prevent the caravan of Imam Hussain uh, to drink water and yet when when Imam Hussain would have the opportunity of water he didn't think about himself he would think of others he would he, before Karbala he gave that water and he would give you know or Abu Fadl Abbas would give the water and they would think for for others not for themselves they would give to the horse and likewise Imam Ali him himself he at some point in time you know there was uh, a lack of water in one of the battles that you know uh, they were going through and then when when he had the opportunity and the water came gushing out for him what did he do he acted out of generosity and he gave to his own enemy so so the virtue here is not just that you give to your own your family members you give to your own your your wife your kids okay fine alhamdulillah but that is actually a duty but the virtue here is that you give to others who are actually your own enemy, al-ihsan, al-ihsan. So someone does wrong to you, and you do better to them. And that's something that we can take out. If you want to feel that we are giving the true grief to Amir al-Mu'minin, then we learn from him, and we learn how do we how do, do we bring this lesson in our practical life? That you know, instead of killing our own killer, we may not have someone who who's killing us. And even if someone kills us, we may not have the luxury of seeing them, right? But in our own lifetime, what can we do? The people who hurt us, the people who use their tongues to slander us, the people who backbite us. We know what, what's happening and we know how they're hurting us. But how can how can how can we we uh, um, you know use the lessons of Amir people who hurt us, whether it's our own wives, whether it's our people who you know our our own people who divorced us or uh, you know our spouses. What can we do? We can exercise sabr. We can try to look for opportunities to do good to them because when we do good to them first of first and foremost you never know when we can be able to create change by our own good deeds and secondly we are following the sunnah of rasulullah the sunnah of amir al-mu'minin in doing good and uh, and uh, showing the face of islam which is makarim al-akhlaq makarim al-akhlaq may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your condolences وعظم الله أجورنا وأجوركم بمصاب أمير المؤمنين عليه السلام اللهم لعن قتلة أمير المؤمنين عليه السلام جزاكم الله خير والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته